0: You are listening to TLRStation.com. Worldly Connections is all about bringing magic into your life. Janet Wizawadi, visionary coach and consultant, is on a mission to empower people to keep moving forward, have a vision, and trust that something good will come of it. Worldly Connections inspires listeners to live happy and be happy through the power of conversation and positive energy from Janet and other experts who believe that life is a team sport, and when you work together, miracles happen. And now, here is your host, Janet Wizawati.
1: Welcome to Worldly Connections on TLR Station. And like always, I have another great guest, and this time I have Byron Morrison. Uh, Byron comes to us from Great Britain, I believe he's in London, is that correct, Byron.
2: Um, I'm actually in Stratford-upon-Avon, so it's near Birmingham, about an hour and a half from London.
1: Well, even better. (laughs) That brings me to Shakespeare when I hear that. So it's a good place to write, right? Brings in that good energy.
2: Yeah, I'm about um, a 10 minutes walk from where he was born, so it's a nice little town.
1: Oh, good. Well, Byron has written a very interesting book, and what I like about it, um, I like how he's He's built around uh our health and weight loss and that, and he's written this book it's how to be healthy it's called about to be a better you and he's his business is tailored lifestyle for coaching and not only he takes that book and he helps coach you through a lifestyle not not just just diet and weight loss and I like that, Byron. Can you explain a little more how you came to that and, and, like, what led you to this? Because I really liked how you've done this with your pillars, and we'll talk some more about the pillars, uh, but I like how you've done it. You don't jump in with, let's do weight loss. You jump in building a platform before you even hit that weight loss.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, well, to get to that, I'll just tell a bit more about my story. The truth is, a few years ago, um, I was massively unhealthy. I was close to 50 pounds heavier, did pretty much no exercise. I was constantly stressed and overwhelmed and had huge issues with just dealing with the ups and downs of everyday life. And my dad actually got diagnosed with bowel cancer. And during the treatment, he had most of his bowel surgically removed. And he spent 25 days in the ICU, which he had a tracheostomy and he was being kept alive by life support. And at the end of that experience, it kind of made me look back my own health because I realized at the time he was working 14-hour days, he had a diet filled with sugar and processed food, was doing no exercise, and I kind of saw a glimpse of my own future if I didn't change my own ways. So it was very much a self-realization that I needed to do something now. So that kind of was the start of the book. And once I got my own health on track, I wanted to write something to help others who are struggling with the same journey. Because I think in this day and age, we're kind of just sold on the idea all the time that we need to eat less and move more. And it's all about like weight loss. But I found for me, by changing my lifestyle on the whole, I managed to improve everything from my mindset, to my energy levels, my mood, focus. And that's kind of what I've tried to build my coaching business around as well. Trying to show people that it's not just about the number on their scale. And there's so much more to our health than that.
1: And I think that in in going through the book and and how you've come about this, and very grateful to your father for giving you that lesson. Uh, Too bad he had to go through it first. Uh, But the fact that it's we concentrate, and in our society, more than anything, I I watch the commercials on TV, and that it's all about diet and weight and food and but it doesn't talk about that mindset and lifestyle and I think that you make a really really good point there especially around your father because my husband had a heart attack at 43 and he's going to be 70 this year so so that's a good thing he's he's doing really well but the fact was is it it was like a warning sign it was like he had a choice, right? It was a fork in the road. He could continue the lifestyle and the working the hours he did, which was part of the stress that created this, or take some time that he was allowed for holidays and to enjoy life. And I think that's made the huge difference in our life is that we make sure that we take a holiday every year and get out of our way. And I think that in in saying that, your book is like taking that holiday, like taking that reflection and going back and looking at um, the lifestyle and what kind of lifestyle you're living and what is important to you. And uh, in saying that, can you tell us about the pillars? I want to go into the pillars because I found them very interesting that weight loss was not first. You've got four pillars, but, you know, diet and weight loss was not first. And you mentioned it that your mindset changed in that But I really find that those pillars were important.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, like you said on the whole self-reflection aspect on it, that's very much the journey that I wanted to take the reader on and make them realize there is more to their health than just what they eat and how much exercise they're doing. Because to be honest, the book did start out as a diet and weight loss book. That was my initial kind of intention. And as I started writing it and researching and diving more into different scientific studies and psychology and everything else involved, I realized there was far more to our health than that. And that's very much why I broke it out into the four sections that, and the four pillars, as I call it in the book, that I realized were involved, which was firstly our habits and our mindset. And that's very much everything from how we manage stress to uh, outlook and how we perceive different situations and behaviors. Then it moves on to exercise and becoming more active. And again, that was trying to get the reader to think about different activities they could do and change their initial misperceptions. Because especially for me, when I started working out and going to the gym, I had a complete disassociation with the entire concept. And I felt like this isn't for me. I'm not like these people and I wasn't meant to be doing this. So that's furthering their journey. Then it moves on to what I think is the most overlooked pillar, which is our sleep, rest, and recovery. And that's something we abuse far too often, burning the candle at both ends, not getting enough sleep, or just letting our bodies kind of recuperate from the damage we do. And then finally, I came on to diet and nutrition and how to put together a balanced diet, and then pulled it all together, showing how it was all interrelated and how they all had a knock-on effect for each other. For instance, no matter how hard you work in the gym, you'll never properly progress if you don't focus on your diet or get enough sleep and let your body recover. And it was just trying to show the reader that everything we do is related and focusing on one of the pillars doesn't build a strong enough foundation to keep moving forward. And that's why we really need to evaluate our lifestyle on the whole and make sure we're giving adequate time to every part of it. And then eventually I come to how to pull it, altogether develop healthier habits and give the reader a way of tailoring their whole journey around them. So it's not me telling them what they should be doing. It's building up to a point where they realize what's important to them, what they want to change, and then me giving the tools to help them do so.
1: Yeah. And I I really think, and I think you hit it dead on, was that pillar number three, the sleep, rest, and recovery. Really, I think that we're a society of sleep deprivation if that's a word we're <laughs> sleep deprived <laughs> so much so and and especially like for myself I'm a shift worker people that are shift workers and I believe you said that your mother was a nurse people that work the the like nights and days and that we tend to do that to get overtired and I know myself when I get overtired uh like I'll hit a tired stage and then I have to do something and then it's like yeah I'm overtired and it's a vicious circle about it's time to go to bed but no I got to do this and and we just don't take that that moment to say okay that's it my body needs to rest
2: no, exactly. It's just, I think one of the biggest problems with our health is so many of us are beyond stressed every day, and we've got such highly elevated levels of cortisol that we're just not taking a step back. And one of the best ways to lower cortisol levels is actually to get more sleep. But instead, we kind of burn the candle at both ends, and we think, oh, we'll watch one more episode. It won't matter. But every night, it's another thing. We're always kind of prioritizing everything else above getting proper rest and recovery and I found for a lot of people it's not just sleep that's an issue like it's just finding ways to kind of relax and manage stress and even if they're working in an on the go like hectic constant lifestyle if they can just find five minute periods to kind of take a step back get some fresh air and just try and do anything that gets their mind of what they're doing and just trying to take a break mentally because there was one really interesting study um from a weight loss perspective where they found that people who slept 90 minutes less than they normally would would eat 550 calories more the next day i think that in itself if weight loss is your main goal just gives you something to think about because that constantly being tired is fueling cravings and hunger and affecting the food choices that we're making and yeah again there's just so much more to it than just trying to eat healthy all the time.
1: Definitely agree, and and have found that when I, especially, I'm working nights. If I'm tired, then I'll go to food to see to try and get that energy right. And but it's you go into mindset as well, and and you can't. And as the pillars are one, two, three, four. Really, what you said. I agree with so much is that they all work together you can't put one above the other or beside the other they all intricately work together now when I was working in another location we had I had a vending machine and it was about And you mentioned it in the book about three o'clock or whatever you decide to go and get that. And that's one of the habits that I started to change and go into habits in a minute, because that all plays a big role in here, is that when I stopped doing that and I made different choices, I really didn't need that. It just had become a habit. You know, I had my money out and I go around that time. But the other thing was also pop, like having a Coke because Coke would give me that caffeine that would give me a shot, but they also gave me the sugar. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, so that's where I would go. But I've now changed that to more water, more consciously. And that's a, another area I noticed you address in the in the book about cutting up vegetables and have them ready. So let's go to habits because uh, otherwise I could go on about that as well. But go into habits. I know you talk about habits and that, and that would be a habit that I finally broke.
2: No, exactly. Pretty much the whole book is eventually developed around a system to help people make healthier habits because so many of the actions we have every single day is just down to kind of our routines and what we're used to doing we don't even realize that we're acting out of habit and that can be anything from our food choices to what time we get up in the morning to whether or not we become active and that plays a huge influence on our stress levels and our mindset and just how we view and think about life so research has shown that it can take anything from 22 to 66 days for new habits to be formed So what I try and do with anyone I work with, and also in the book, is try and strip it right back, get people to focus on small, maintainable habits rather than trying to overhaul their entire life. So I think that's one of the biggest problems with dieting and radical exercise programs is we kind of go into it thinking it's got to be huge grand gestures and overhauling everything at once. And it's just not even remotely maintainable long term. So that's why I try and show people that just by making small changes and acting upon them every day will have a profound impact on how you look and feel and in time they just become another part of your routine that you don't even think about doing so for instance as a starting point i tend to try and get people to add a portion of vegetables to every meal drink two liters of water and just find ways to walk 30 minutes each day even if they have to break that up into five or ten minute chunks and whenever I say that to people, they're like, oh, that's not going to do anything. It's too simple in action. And once they've been doing it for a week or so, they notice everything from better sleep to increased energy, better focus, and they can actually lose quite a lot of weight in their time as well, because it kickstarts their metabolism and helps with everything else throughout the day. So I got a group of people to do it recently, and the average weight loss for the week of just doing that was two to six and a half pounds, and that was with nothing else restricted, no other radical changes. And it just goes to show that by focusing on our core habits and behaviors, we can have a huge impact on our overall health.
1: I agree. And and uh, uh, that's one of the things. I found your book really refreshing compared to so many other books there that focus on maybe one of those areas. Um Because they do fit together. One of the things that you mentioned about getting more water is to keep a bottle of water on your desk. And to just get through that bottle of water for that day. And um, I tend to have a shake in the morning. So what I've started doing is filling my shake bottle with water. After I finish my shake, I fill it with water. And uh, then it's always there. It's not having to go to the tap or having to go. It's like you said, cut up your vegetables and keep them in the fridge. Then you don't have to think, oh, i got to cut up all these vegetables for dinner. It's already done.
2: Yeah, it's all about kind of making the healthy option the easy option. And in order to develop healthier habits, you kind of need a cue that kind of causes you to remember to do it. So otherwise you'll just forget, especially when you're busy. So that's why I try and encourage people to fill a bottle of water because if it's in sight, then they have a constant reminder that they need to act upon it. And if they still keep forgetting, what I like to do is maybe get them to set a, an alarm or timer for every like hour or two, reminding them to drink. Because it's just one of those things. Yes, it seems quite a simple action at first, but by constantly acting upon it, that's how it becomes a habit. And your mind just gets retrained in order to do it.
1: Well, and yeah, and when you're drinking the water, you have less chance to go for that pop or or for that coffee and uh i want to talk some more about uh some of the research that you've done as well on on those other things what we think is healthy and what isn't but i'm going to take a couple minutes here now we're going to take a break and uh then when we come back we're going to be talking to byron some more about his book and uh how to be a better you. I, I think that uh, it's a great book and it's uh, instead of becoming perfect, become a better you. That's the name of your book and I love it. And when we come back, we'll talk some more with Byron.
0: Need to book an appointment with a holistic health provider or find resources and products in Edmonton and surrounding area. Not exactly quite sure who to contact or where to begin your search Your Holistic Earth is the only online holistic marketplace that connects people like you who need help to the holistic health practitioners who provide a complete range of professional services and products. Look no further. Your Holistic Earth is your online holistic marketplace for a healthier and happier you. For everything holistic, visit yourholisticearth.ca. That's yourholisticearth.ca.
1: Welcome back to the second half of Worldly Connections on TLR Station. And today our guest is uh, Byron Morrison, and he's written a book called Become a Better You. And it's to stop dieting and start living, make sustainable choices to take back your health as you lose weight, improve your nutrition, fitness, habits, and mindset. And the book is great. He's got pillars, he's got so many suggestions on how to help you he's there to support you he has a coaching business that will also be the extension of the book if that's what you need but he also gives you lots of research in the book byron i i love the research and one of the the things that's interesting i i do love my coke I uh, i uh I'm down to one maybe every couple of weeks now compared to what I used to be. But uh, the concept of something being healthy, like Vita water, I found that so interesting.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those crazy things that kind of marketing campaigns and fancy advertising trying to convince us that certain products are healthy when they couldn't be farther from the truth, like the vitamin water. I used to drink one to two bowls a day because I was kind of convinced, ah, oh, I'm going to give up Coke. This is a healthy way to get um, vitamins and minerals. And then if you look at it properly, there's, in a lot of them, there's just as much sugar as in Coke. And Coca-Cola, who actually manufacture it, their defense was that no reasonable person would expect it to be a healthy drink. And it's just crazy that a lot of people don't, just don't know any better. Like I didn't know any better and I just assumed, oh, if it's called vitamin water, it must be good for you. They wouldn't be allowed to do this if it wasn't. And it's just all these crazy outlandish claims. And it's the same as today, like we're kind of sold on the idea that we have to go gluten free and buy everything with all these added vitamins and nutrients and a lot of it's exactly the same as it's always been. And it's just ch- changing people's perceptions as to what is healthy and what isn't. Because the reality is there's sugar in everything these days from bread to milk and yogurts and even cheese and so many different products that you wouldn't even imagine. And it's just very much trying to take an informed look and make more informed choices in what you're doing. So that's where so many people are going wrong. Because it's not that they don't want to be healthy. Like, I found so many people that are trying their best, but they're just so overwhelmed and confused by what we're told we should and shouldn't be doing.
1: Well, I think that you've really hit the nail on the head there with what we should and should be doing and, and what we're told because there's so much information coming at us. You just watch on TV the commercials of, first, you've got your weight loss ones, right? You've got all the different companies that are selling you weight loss. And then you've got all these companies that are selling you uh, fixes from... uh the medical side of it from the pharmaceutical side of it and all the side effects it'd be interesting (laughs) to switch that around wouldn't it be interesting to have a commercial on if you eat this this is what the side effects will be because really it's how we're putting it's not being informed but it's so confusing when somebody is trying to look for information because you've caught it coming at you from so many different directions
2: i know it's absolutely crazy i think you touched on it before the commercial of one of the main themes of the book is trying to tell people that they don't have to be perfect and it's all about just trying to be better so i think as a society we've become so obsessed with the end result and in most cases that's just wanting to lose weight as quickly as possible that we've kind of failed to learn to enjoy the journey and I found with so many people I've worked with, when I can get them to stop obsessing over the number on the scale and instead start to enjoy the little things like how much better they feel, how much more energy they have, improved sleep, and just overall quality of life with weight loss as an added side effect, they actually start to enjoy the whole process. So at the end of the day, we spend years bouncing from one diet to another and just looking for a quick fix and never getting anywhere. But when you aim to make maintainable changes – if it takes three months or it takes two years, who really cares as long as you stay there and you manage to do it for the rest of your life? Like for me, a diet success shouldn't be based on how you look or feel after two weeks. It should be down to how you feel after two years and whether or not you've managed to achieve sustainable results. And I think that's one of the biggest barriers I've found with so many people is just that shift in mindset because we're just so obsessed constantly and that's why I've been guilty of it as well like all the latest diets and trends and sl- juicing and like uh, giving up all your favorite foods and it just doesn't work we all know that yet we still do it anyway
1: Uh definitely and and one of the things that I was thinking about jack canfield when i trained with him and he's the the chicken soup for the soul co-author but also uh the success principles his his book is powerful in that and is a good good one to work with your book because it gives you a lot of what you're talking about in bigger sections but he says one of the things he says is you're going to be in two years you're going to be two years older but what do you want to be feeling do you want to be feeling like you're what you are now or do you want to feel different? Because in two years, you're, two years is going to go by regardless. And when I look at it for myself, my mother just turned 84. I'm 63. So I could definitely live another 20 years from now, be alive. How do I want to feel? Like she's still active and, and doing things. Well, that's what, my, what I want to do. But if I don't, concentrate on my diet or look at exercise I have to look at that in 20 years do you want want to be feeling better than I am or worse than I am and I really think that when we look at it that in two years is is a good good point of reference but really when you think of it if you're 20 when you're thinking you're 40 that's halfway you're looking for your retirement but I think things have changed right retirement isn't sitting on your butt anymore getting a, that pension. A lot of people don't even have a pension. A lot of people are still working. So being healthy has a huge role in all of this, plus our health care, right? The expense, the cost of what we spend on our medical field just to to fix or work on fixing or to alleviate some of what we've done to ourselves.
2: No, exactly. I actually had this conversation with someone recently who said to me that, they don't really care what they eat or needing to exercise they're going to enjoy life, and at the end of the day, if it kills them, they don't really care as long as they've had fun and enjoyed it and I kind of said to them, "Yes, life is to be enjoyed, and we should be making the most of everything but at the same time, being negligent of your actions like that's not going to kill you like chances are if you keep eating the way that you're doing and doing all of this, you're going to get really ill and get diabetes or heart disease or have a stroke and then you're going to spend 20 years suffering and in pain and on medications and going through various treatments. It's not that you're suddenly just going to have a heart attack and die. Like chances are with modern medicine, it's actually going to be extremely painful. And we don't really think about those repercussions because in the past, it used to be, oh, that would just be the end. Whereas now it just affects people's quality of life so badly. And I think we really need to have like an honest reflection and actually determine whether or not our actions are benefiting now or in 20 years because the truth is there's room for everything in a balanced diet and lifestyle but we really need to kind of cut back and have more moderation in what we do because i personally i love cake and ice cream and chocolate and i wouldn't tell someone that they can't have it anymore but if we can cut down enjoy like once or twice a week it's far better than just indulging every single day i think that's where so many people are going wrong because they're going from one extreme to the other and then it kind of gets too much, and then they're like, "Oh, I need to diet. I need to cut all of these foods out. I can never have that again." And that will last for a couple of days, and then they'll just go on a rinse and repeat cycle, and just keep fall even more off the wagon.
1: You're right about the cycle that it is a repeat. But when you break it down, like you said, don't don't stop yourself from having if you want it. Maybe have half that piece, just because sometimes it's just the satisfaction, right? And so what your book brings, I feel, uh, to become a better you is not by avoiding and not by eliminating, but creating a healthier way of being so that we can enjoy, and for myself, enjoy that next 20, 30 years, because who knows? And But I want to be healthy through that. And I think that's what the book brings to that for. It's not saying you've got to do this. It's saying look at what you can do with your life to be your better life. And uh, on that note, we're running out of time. But Byron, can you tell people where they can get a hold of you, how they can get a hold of you? I know your book is on uh, Amazon.UK and Amazon.com they can probably get it through you as well. Is that correct?
2: Uh, Yeah, my book's um, sold on Amazon globally. So if anyone searches for Become a Better You, it'll come up as Byron Morrison. And you can also find out more about me and my work at tailoredlifestyles.co.uk. Um, What I'm actually doing at the moment as a way of helping other people with their journey is offering a free uh, Start Your Weight Loss Journey Breakthrough Session where I'm sitting down with people on Skype and kind of mapping out the exact steps that they need to take and putting together a plan, helping them starting their journey without dieting or restriction or overhauling their entire life. So I'm doing that as a free service to kind of help people get started. And you can book those sessions on tailoredlifestyles.co.uk and find out more about me on there.
1: And you've got a Facebook page, so that will help people stay on track too. Uh, And uh,
2: And on LinkedIn as
1: well.
2: And they can send you an email. Yeah, if you search for Byron Morrison um, on Facebook or LinkedIn, all tailored lifestyles, like my Facebook is facebook.com forward slash tailored lifestyles.
1: Well, Byron, this has been a pleasure, and I'm really happy that uh, you We got to connect, and uh, the book is great, and I highly recommend it, and to follow you. And I'm looking forward to your next step. I hear you have another book on the go, and that'll be really exciting. So thank you, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again.
0: Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Are you interested in appearing on Worldly Connections, ready to work together and make miracles happen? Then Janet wants to hear from you. Contact her at Janet at FamilyConnect.com. That's Janet at FamilyConnect, spelled C-O-N-N-E-K-T dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
1: Tune in next week, same day and time.